Okay, I did a post <clears throat> for, and it's named Teddy Bear. I have my grandmother's old fur coat from Germany. I would like to have a teddy bear made out of it. Is there anyone out? Is there anyone who can do this without charging, without charging me lots of money? I would like to have this reminder of her. I do not need a big teddy bear, and the person can have the remaining of the fur to make other teddy bears for Christmas or something. Please call and leave me a message. We have an old school answering machine. I do not check email much. Here's my name and number. That is Sheila LaPointe reading her posting on Front Porch Forum from back in the fall. Front Porch Forum is an online daily community forum, like a town bulletin board online. Every Vermont town has one. And this time of year, there are lots of posts about town meeting, uh, who and what people are voting for and why. Here in Callis, someone is looking for a used pair of snow pants. My friend Claire Dolan lives down the road from Sheila, and when she read Sheila's post about the teddy bear, she called me, and I talked her into doing it, even though she's never made a teddy bear. Claire's been on this show a lot. She has a museum in her barn called the Museum of Everyday Life. It celebrates the many critical and underappreciated objects we use in our daily lives, like matches and safety pins. Claire loves well-used and long-loved objects, so it seemed like a good idea to help Sheila turn one loved object into a new object to love. Here's Sheila. I, I've trucked that fur coat from New Jersey to Georgia to here, and it's not a small thing. And then when we were building this house and living in that fifth wheeler, it stayed at my sister-in-law's because I didn't have any place to put it. Yeah, so that my mom gave it to me in New Jersey when my grandmother died. And was it a meaningful thing or meaningful object then? Yes, it's always been because my grandmother wore it. You know, and like I said, they had to they didn't buy stuff you throw away, so they had to save up for that. I guess I just don't want to lose that part of me, that heritage. So I have things, you know, I want to have things to remember her by that I could see every day. And the Front Porch Forum is great, um, you know, because it's like a, a neighborhood community where people let everybody know what's going on. Like when our dog got loose, you could put a notice on there and everybody's looking out for him. Just recently I put on there, we had cat food. So that's what's great about it. And I figured I'd just put it out there and see, see what would happen. So Claire drove up to Sheila's place to look at her grandmother's fur coat. By now, it was late fall, or stick season, when all the leaves are off the trees, but there isn't any snow yet, and everything's starting to look a little grim. I am not, I want to make a few disclaimers. One is, I am not a professional sewer. Claire talked about how she'd never made a bear before. Sheila said she was fine with that. And then we all looked at pictures of Sheila's German grandmother, who she called Omi. Omi lived through the war, but she didn't like to talk about it very much. When she'd come to visit Sheila's family in the United States, she'd make Wiener schnitzel. Do you want me to get the coat? Yeah, do you mind? Claire and Sheila looked at the coat together, and Claire agreed to make the bear. I was really moved by your post. I thought it was really great. That that was such a nice idea that you had this thing that you wanted near you, but you thought, oh, it could be in this different 
it could be transformed yep, into, into something. Form. Yeah, we were yeah. talking about using it in Germany. They bought quality stuff because they'd have it around forever. Yeah. You know, instead of replacing something new exactly, all the time. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, and that'll, you know, be a reminder yeah. to me, which is good. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm yeah, nice I am to too. You. Oh, it's nice meeting you. Take two of the arm pieces, place the right sides together, sew all the way around, leaving a turning gap. Turning gap? Where in Claire the- came over to my house in late December to work on the bear. My cats were stretched out in front of the stove. The sewing machine was set up nearby, and now it was really winter when pretty much all activity takes place within about eight feet of the wood stove. By now the days were short and dark and cold, and I didn't really want Claire to come over, and she really didn't want to come over either. Late December and January is like a tunnel here. And speaking for myself, I don't have much to say to anyone in the darkest winter days, and I think Claire is much the same. But it is nice to have friends you can be with without talking very much, and you can just watch Star Trek together. Things aren't looking good for Things the Enterprise. Claire had been working on a series of toasts for a fancy dinner in Stowe the next night, where 60 people would be eating together at a very long table, like Vikings. She was hoping she might get paid in honey and specialty salts. All right. This is toast number one. I mean, there's. I give a little spiel before I start the toasting to explain I'm not a crazy person. I've actually been hired to toast throughout the evening tonight, blah, blah, blah. I set it up. Okay. To start us off on this frosty December night, under the sheltering roof of this sturdy, faithful barn, let's raise our glasses and toast to this place where we are, to the Northeast in winter, to the frozen earth and coming snow and sharp cold air to the chickadees and blue jays and all the birds who remain with us through the cold season, to the distant lights of our neighbors' houses as they shine against the darkness and make us feel less alone, to the clarifying, invigorating north wind and the truths it tells to us in no uncertain terms. Right here at this bountiful table, let's drink a toast to the north. That's what, that's my job. Kirk here. Entering planet's outer atmosphere, sir. What is it? He's turned the engines off. Completely cold. It'll take 30 minutes to regenerate. Ship's outer skin is beginning to heat, Captain. <laughs> God, look at them. That's what I want to be right now, is just a cat or a dog. Where you don't have anything to do. You just go to sleep when you want to. Cuddle. Do a little playing. I just want to, like, read The Hobbit. It's like the perfect thing to read when I'm in this mood. You know, the thing about the hobbits is like they're just like they're just like the cats, you know. They have a lot of honesty and all that, but basically they just want to like have a good time, eat three or four breakfasts, yeah. you know. 
sing yeah. songs, tell stories, and that's what's important to them. And then there's that whole world you can just, you know, worry about orcs and trolls and things, and you don't have to worry about your freaking mortgage, mortgage and your <laughs> exactly and your propane bill and like fixing like the fact that you forgot to drain the pipes in the barn and now there's like frozen pipes in the barn and like your job and did you you know do people like you at work it's like (laughs) jesus you know what i like doing is reading the hobbit in the bathtub i make a really hot bath and I turn out the lights in the house because it's like, it's 4.30, it's dark. Goodbye, motherfuckers. I'm not staying awake anymore. I like to turn out the front porch light, turn it all off, go into the bathroom, make a really hot bath, bring in my tea, get the hobbit. <laughs> I can't believe I'm confessing this and you. Pro- I'm probably not going to give you permission to use this on the radio show. Yeah, in the bathtub, it's the best. Then you really feel like... You're just in another world. See, it's no fun being human. I am in control of my emotions. I haven't, I don't know whether to associate this with a life stage or with a time of year or both, but just a sort of lack of interest in talking to anyone at all. I mean, you came over, and it was really clear that neither one of us wanted to talk very much. Or, For me, it's really the winter. I mean, I have all kinds of fears that it's also aging or something. Like I'm running out of energy, and I'm not going to have the ambition and the energy that I used to have to like do all my millions of projects. But I think really it's also the dark it's really dark you know we've had a bunch of gray days and it's winter and it's dark weeks went by claire went to chicago my son henry came home and then left again then it was february and the days started getting longer and claire finished the bear Exciting moment. Here's the bear. Yay. I wanted to wrap them for you. I didn't have any Buddy. wrapping paper, so you oh, get this okay. like purple crumpled tissue paper. Oh, red head or col- colors. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I can open it. Yeah, open it, open it. Oh my god. Wow. This is so beautiful. <laughs> Yay. Oh, I can't believe it. I'm going to cry. Thank you, too. For... Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, Sheila, I'm so glad you like him. Oh, he's beautiful. Yeah. That's the button from That's the coat, the right? That's the button from the coat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is great. Yeah. I learned a lot. Buddy, look. Buddy. Oh, look. I'll keep him right over there by my beer stein. Yeah, it'll and, uh, be like your grandma's. Just sitting there. Sitting there. So when I get lazy, I'll be like, God, if she could do everything she did and go through the war and, you know, and yeah. I mean, I'll be like, 
so you got a cold, so what? Go in there and clean. Yeah. But she was she would just adore this. She would. This is just great. I really appreciate it. See, I'm going to get all crying again. I drove down to Claire's after the bear delivery. She needed help moving a used bandsaw she'd found on Front Porch Forum from her car into the barn. If you had to give yourself a score from 1 to 10 on the bear... <laughs> rate the bear on a scale of 1 to 10? It's a 10. I knocked it out of the ballpark, I think. It's a very satisfying bear. It's a good bear. She liked it. What more could I want? Yeah, it was great. It's a great bear. <laughs> Our next course features radishes, a spicy, hearty ambassador from below ground where everything is wrapped in darkness. At this time of year, we know about darkness. And if you are like me, you feel a certain kind of dread and fear as we creep into these darkest days of December. Now, fairy tales tell us that the darkness is scary and full of danger and evil things. But we can also imagine a different kind of darkness the kind that cradles the waiting seeds in the earth, the home of the radish, a nurturing, productive darkness. I am a nurse, and I often take care of post-operative patients. And when I do, I really think about that moment when the incision was made, how inside the body it's dark, and I imagine that moment of surgery when the insides are opened and suddenly light pours in there. How unnatural for the viscera to be deprived of its quiet privacy and how as an incision heals when what's torn knits itself back together again, the quiet and the balance and the darkness of the interior space is restored. Darkness can be quite healing and gentle. So tonight, Let's drink a toast to the darkness and its gifts, interior spaces, thoughtful contemplation, romance, and stillness. To darkness. <laughs> That's all I've got so far. It's due tomorrow. <laughs> what am I doing sitting here? Turn that thing off. <laughs> That was Sheila LaPointe and Claire Dolan. I want to thank Sheila a lot for letting me record this story. You can find Claire's museum online at museumofeverydaylife.org. It's a self-service museum, so come anytime and just turn off the lights when you leave. Also, think about giving her some money because she's brilliant and her museum is amazing. And So just give her money. Give her lots of money. Rumblestrip is a proud member of Hub & Spoke a collective of independent podcasters from around the country. This week, I want to recommend a recent episode of Open Source, hosted by one of my radio heroes, Christopher Lydon. This episode is called Thank You, Patrick Lydon, and it features conversations with his younger brother, Patrick, before his death. It's beautiful, and it's a bit of a departure for Christopher Lydon, and I hope to hear lots more shows like it. You can find Open Source at radioopensource.org. And you can find all of the Hub and Spoke shows at hubspokeaudio.org. This is Rumblestrip. I'm Erica Heilman. I'll be back soon with more shows, and hopefully I will sound 
um, better than I do right now. Um, thank you all very much for listening. Everybody's wondering what's happening up on the bridge. Wow. She's just killing them all. What's happening up on the bridge? Wow. Oh, that was so good. She did a great job falling. Look at her hot pants.